Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. Let's go. I wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow, feel like it's gonna be All a right, day. so what, what, what's going on, big man? We are we are counting down to the other big man uh, uh, coming into yeah. town here. Yeah. It's five days, man. Five days away. Merry Christmas to our O2 family, Andrew. Another Merry early morning, Christmas. sultry fall voice. I'll be honest with you, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting tired of this this cold that's been hanging around. It's been it's been with me for a week, and uh, I kept saying like, oh, I got it out of the way before Christmas, and here we are, um, five days away. Still not feeling right. Well, so there's been a bunch of people I know that have had stuff. Even myself, when I was over in Pennsylvania, kind of came down something that lingered for a minute. But we're talking weeks, like three weeks. So I don't know the old c word coming back around or something. But it's all right. It's part of the uh, part of the year or part of the, the season of the year right? or the season um, that's right i was gonna ask you there was something but um forget it drawing a blank man it's yeah it it's early it's the end of the year we're trying to plug along through here so uh merry christmas everybody it is coming isn't it fun uh, uh with the kids in the house uh, how, how excited they get and all the fun stuff it is, man. That Christmas magic, that Christmas energy is is a beautiful thing. So, and my girls, we're at the peak of it, man. I mean, we're at five and eight, you know. So they're um, they're geared up all the time for for old Santa Claus and Elf on the Shelf and all that good stuff. So, good stuff, uh, man. Speaking of Elf on the Shelf, yeah, uh, I sent you the picture and I had it on our. I think I threw it up on our story. When Elf on the Shelf goes bad, yeah, uh, yeah, your 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 Elf came in came in a little hot, <laughs> came in a little hot. We got a little uh, little facial damage there, so uh, missed the missed the landing coming back from old from work. <laughs> yeah, poor girl, all tinsel. Anywho, um, well, been uh, been busy at all the last week or so. I haven't talked to you a whole lot. I know you've been no, you're working I, on your turkey season. Yeah, yeah, I've been. I, I did. I did do a little little hunting on the weekend um, with with uh, with my buddy Kenny. We went out to a, to a place, and um, it was the same same farm that I killed my buck on. And uh, Kenny, Kenny, and I, we've hunted public for twenty years, and uh, you know we get some options on on private every once in a while. But I was like, dude, I see deer out here every time, man. Like, I'm literally every time that I've uh, we saw one deer. Um, nothing that we could shoot. It was over the property line. I was actually wounded. We were walking out, and this doe was like 20, 20 yards from us. And there's like she's like a little ditch, and then she she's in someone's backyard up by the, by the car, and she, like someone had already shot her. One us, uh, and she she needed to die, man. She was hurt pretty bad. 
Um, and I, 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 so I tried to like walk up and like scare her back towards, and she just ended up running on to, you know, across the road to the other properties. But, um, no, man, turkeyseason.com, that podcast has been going really well. I did a cool interview last night with, uh, some folks from Louisiana. So if you're, if you're, if you can fit turkey hunting content, it's not even turkey hunting, if you fit turkey, wild turkey culture, heritage, history into your brain in, in late December, man, check it out. It's a, it's a good one, man. I'm not going to lie. I've been pretty happy with it so far. Great guests. So good. I know you've been putting a lot of work into that and going into yeah. the spring. It'll get everybody all geared up, ready to go. Yeah. Um, we'll have more on here as well uh, when it comes to the turkey stuff. But So just sir, for people listening this week, it's, it's going to be me and Paul. We're just going to give you a quick rundown leading up here, uh, what we've been doing. We've got a few new stories. No special guests. Um, we know everybody's busy with the holidays, so We'll just kind of make this a relatively short episode. I had a busy week. Um, I went out and I shot a doe on, uh, was it th- Thursday? Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, like, that was one of the, it was an interesting hunt because it was in a, on a small piece of property with um, not a whole lot of space, but I put the arrow through her shoulder and it I showed you the picture. I think I posted on our, on our uh, social medias, but that I used one of the fixed blade single bubbles, you know, you know, I'm pretty partial to those most of the time. And that arrow went right through that shoulder blade all the way through the body stuck in the ground. That deer ran and it was textbook, like, like, you know, dead deer don't run. She ran 15 yards or so and just went flop, like did this big jump up, down, done. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better. Uh, and I just going through and breaking her down and, you know, deboning her and seeing that, whatever it is, it scalp, scapula or whatever, shoulder blade that was just a perfect, it looked like a gun, a bullet wound just went right through that. It's incredible to me. So I'll, I'll still, I don't think I'll ever be, um, cease to, never cease to amaze me on that. But yeah, I was then, wild. uh, not hunting related, but man, it's just the, the season we're talking about the kids and also had a, um, I, I am a notorious for trying to pack way too much stuff into a small amount of time. Right. And was it last Friday? They went down to hockey Hills down Nelsonville, get on the, the Santa train Yeah, with the kids. I mean, we've been looking forward to this. I had this book yeah. for a month, threw them in the car I decided to make a stop at the pharmacy. The pharmacy line was a massive cluster. I mean, it was just a mess. Anyways, next thing I know, I plug into my GPS. I don't, I don't know if I told you the story. Um, no. And it says six seventeen is my ETA. Okay, well, the train leaves at six. Oh. And God. then I'm, I'm like, um, I knew that that six seventeen that was high. Like there, there must have been an accident or something it was screwy there. That was causing that estimated time of arrival to be so high. But I'm like, how, how it should only be like, we should be a lot closer than that. Then I look at the email from the, the train people. And they're like, make sure you arrive half hour before the train leaves. And I'm like, well, that ain't happening. So I poor kids in the back and I'm like frustrated. And, and um, they're like, are we going to make it dead? And I'm like, we're going to try. Like <laughs> it was one of those things like, damn it. We're having fun. We're going to do this. So yeah. I got the pedal, pedal down metal. And uh, the ETA changes a little bit 
as time goes on. And so it's eventually it's like six or two. And if my best guess, we're about a half hour away. And I call, like, I got to call this place. Because if not, we're going to do something else. It's fun. We're going to take them. We're going to find some fun to do. And um, so I call a place and the nice old lady on the other end, she's like, well, we'll hold the train for till 6.05. And if you can get here, that would be great. So I'm like, like we're coming. She gives me the directions, yeah. like, just so sweet and, and wonderful um, of where to go. So I, we get down there again. I'm like probably going I don't drive that fast to begin with. So if I go like seven over the speed limit, that's way high. Anyways, um, I get there. We Of course, there's no parking spots close. And I don't know if you've ever been down there, but the, mm-hmm. you got the train and you got to get to the depot. Well, the depot's at the front of the train, and that's where your tickets are at. Well, everybody wants to park close to the depot. And when you're the last one, you end up parking at the end of the train. So we got the Rocky Mountain Boot Outlet and all this stuff. So we end up... I'm like trying to park and find us. I pull in. I'm like, guys, we got to roll. And so we jump out and it's dark at this point. And we are sprinting down through the Rocky Mountain thing, all the parking lots around the train. Like I'm, I'm sprinting. Okay. And I'm, I'm faster than my kids and their little legs are trying to keep up. Dad, dad, wait. I'm like, come on guys. We got to go. Yeah. And uh, so we eventually get around and get to the depot. And we get um, we get the tickets. We get on the train. We made it. Uh, it's one of those stories you're gonna look at, you know, someday and laugh. But man, in the moment, I, I was like livid, and I was about to call Kroger and cuss out their uh, pharmacy for being so whatever, throw me off. But it's my own fault. <laughs> and uh, we did make it on the train. And then the next day, we went down to Wheeling, uh, West Virginia, and sat in the well, we went and saw Santa Cabela's, which I guess that's kind of hunting related, right? Uh, yeah. That was their first trip to, to Cabell's and Wheeling. And that was, that was good. And then we went and saw the lights at Ogilvy, which, um, I'll be real honest with you. I don't think it was worth it. Uh, really? we sat, we sat in a long, long line and, uh, yeah, but it was fun. It was something that the, you know, the kids don't remember and I can say I did it and we're not doing it again. So, um, there you go. Yeah, the the, the uh, Santa was... trains the Santa trains a good run. I, I'm good for you, man, making it. That's uh, we're gonna try. That's like you're channeling your inner Clark Griswold. That, that's exactly what I thought. Between that yeah. and then Annie was like, um, my daughter was like, Dad, this is like in Home Alone where they're running through the airport trying to, you know. Uh, yeah. And I think Run Run Rudolph came on the radio as we're driving down the road, and I'm like, yes, this is yeah. exactly what it's like. You know, it's 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 oh. funny. Like in in ten years, your kids probably won't even remember the actual train ride, but they'll remember right. you right. like freaking out and then like sprinting to the train. Like that's what that's what I they'll know. remember. You know. Um, so this the, that, this this holiday season, if nothing else, has taught me a lot of fun uh, dad adventures and parenting. Yeah, and yeah stuff, for sure. So. We went we went to we did the Santa train last year, and uh, my my youngest daughter, she we were like standing by the by the the mountain goat or the the ram or whatever it is uh, there at Rocky Boot, and uh, we were just kind of like standing right next to it. And 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 for those of you, I think it's on I think it's on our Instagram page. It's, I, um, but but Mo, she gets underneath this this ram, and this this ram statue is like anatomically correct, so it's correct. Ball sack hanging down from it. 
And so I look over and she's like, Dad, it's the poop. And she's like holding this like sculpted <laughs> ram like, statue ball sack in her hand. And she's like, it's the poop. And I'm like, get out from under there. I'm like, wait a minute. Get back in there. That's really funny. Because I, I was like, I got I to show your mom. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, it's the poop. And she's like touching this this ram ball sack. And I'm just like, get out from under I can only take so much of it. I'm like, get out. <laughs> but it was, it was hilarious. So fun. Me. Yeah, so kids fire. are great, man. Yeah, kids are yeah. great. So. What news we got, man? Well, um, let's uh, uh, real quick. Thanks to our partners, uh, Go Wild, timegowild.com. Um, they are the dudes over there. We got our fishing trip book. We'll talk about that in a second um, for next year, going up with them. But that's your outdoor social media platform. Um, we got lots of stuff on their shop. Lots of animals going down. Super positive community, man. That's one of those ones I just need to spend. That's where I need to focus all my time when it comes to social media. Um, but thank you to the guys that Go Wild, Brad, and company. And then, uh, let's see, Justin and Ryan over at Blackgate, blackgatehunting.com. Those guys are cameras we talked about last week. Uh, if it's too late to get one in for Christmas, maybe for after the season mine are still firing away um lots of good pictures coming through and videos um timber ninja thank you to them man i'm so, so bad paul with these codes and stuff let's start with timber ninja's code it's ohio for free shipping and if all your saddle and mobile hunting needs super high quality stuff uh, go back and listen to last week's show if you, you have um, more interest. We talked a little bit more in depth about each of the saddles that we were running this year. Um, and then Blackgate's code, sorry, because I'm really bad at this, O2 Podcast, 10% off. And last but not least, Deer Nuts. So this is the time of season you're trying to get deer to come in. You bring them a food source, those Deer Nuts. Um, it's Deer Nuts. Nuts.com slash Ohio. Uh, you can find them at a lot of tr- like Tractor Supply and Rule King, other feed shops or places, feed mills. But those things are awesome. Um, those acorn flavored nuggets that um, it, it brings deer in, man. I'm not joking. Like, it's crazy. So try those out. Am I missing anything, Paul? No, that's it, man. Other than the holler right. shop, O2Podcast.com. Click on the shop. Some cool stuff there. We go hunt. Yes. <clears throat> go check that out. Um, it's legit online retail with almost with what thousands of brands. Whatever we got items. Yeah, there's a lot. There. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. There's some good stuff. It's all broke down into categories. So Timber Ninja Half Rack. You know, a, a lot of the the friends that we've made on the show we talk about every week. You can get their products directly from uh, from our website. So super easy. <clears throat> All right, so I'm going to go ahead and read this article, and we'll kind of talk about it as we go. Um, this is from ODNR. This is the Lake Erie Walleye Yellow Perch 2023 hatch results. So the results are in, um, and they revealed that the walleye hatches were exceptional, and yellow perch hatches were below average in 2023. I don't think that's news there. We've been talking about how great the walleye are, and yellow perch have been kind of struggling up there. <clears throat> but... Uh, let's see. Um, according to Kendra Wecker, uh, we've still got years to come of remarkable walleye fishing. The walleye fishing capital of the world will have a great fishing for years 
come after another another favorable hatch. Although the yellow perch hatch was below the long-term average, anglers in the western basin of Lake Erie can expect some seasonally good fishing for yellow perch during the summer of 2024. Uh, the data from the annual trial surveys conducted by the Division of Wildlife are combined with those collected by the Ontario Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry to indicate the combined success of spawning and early life survival of walleye and yellow perch in the Western Basin. In the Central Basin, Ohio's trials are used to, in conjunction with other agency surveys to gauge hatch success. Results allow biologists to estimate how many young fish will enter the catchable population two years later. These indices are a key piece of information used by the interagency Lake Erie Committee of the Great Lakes Fishery Commission to determine annual levels of safe harvest for walleye and yellow perch. Paul, this is a great example of why I should not be the one teaching my child how to read, okay? Uh, so in the discussion of the walleye, um, in an unprecedented run of great walleye hatches, four of the survey's top five hatches have occurred during the past six years. The 2023 Western Basin Walleye Hatch Index was 132 fish per hectare, uh, which is the standard measure uh, of catch per area, well above the average of 56, the fifth largest in the survey's 36 year history. So 2023, it was 132 and the average is 56. That's a lot, right? That's a lot, a lot. Um, in the central basin, a, ten, a trend of exceptional walleye hatches continued with a survey result of 42 young of year walleye per hectare, well above the average of seven per hectare. Um, this was the second highest of 34 survey years. The central basin walleye hatches are likely a small component of the lake-wide population, but, but tagging studies suggest that fish hatched in the central basin spend more time there compared to migratory walleye from the western basin. Good central basin walleye hatches provide local fishing opportunities when large schools of migratory walleye have left. All right, so that's the good news, right? The walleye is good. So let's see, the perch, um, the western basin yellow perch hatch was below average, but should contribute to the above average population. The Ohio Ontario Survey Index was, was, was 381 young of year yellow perch per hectare below the average of 464. This year's results rank 18th of the survey's 36 years, so right in the middle. Um, in 2023, mid-summer and late fall, yellow perch fishing in the Western Basin provided the best angler harvest rates observed in years. Hatch con contributions from previous years should continue the trend of good yellow perch fishing in 2024. So a little bit better news on that end. Um, as far as uh, the perch goes. Um, let's see here. Last part, the central basin yellow perch. The central basin is split into two management zones for yellow perch. The central zone, which is from Huron to Fairport Harbor, and the east zone from Fairport Harbor to the Ohio-Pennsylvania border. Hatch results were below average for both zones. The central zone index of 13 young of year perch per hectare was below the average of 38. 
So 13 this year, the average is 38. These zone index of three per hectare was below the average of 37. Central and east zone hatches ranked 20th and 28th of the 34 year study, for 34 survey years, sorry, respectively. Limit catches of yellow perch were again common in the late fall near the central basin harbors in 2023, indicating that good seasonal opportunities still exist. So even though the numbers are not great from the studies, they are still seeing people harvesting there in the late fall. I think we need to work on getting a fish biologist on to discuss some of these yeah. details as far as what they're seeing and why they see it. So it's a little bit interesting there. That's one thing I can't talk about at all. I don't know. Nothing about no fishes. No fishes. We just go out and try, try to catch them. So. Right. Um, but walleye, man, it's like we talked about last week. Great time to book those walleye charters. You're going to be successful. Yeah, those guys book up quick. Book up real quick. Yeah. So, all right. A couple other news stories here, real quick. Report uh, fur bear sightings to contribute to wildlife research. So, ODNR is, is seeking reports of gray foxes, river otters, black bears, and other fur bears. Uh, these reports can be submitted to the wildlife reporting system at wildohow.gov and on the Hunt Fish app. So if you're seeing any of these animals out there, make sure you are reporting it because they want to know. Um, bum, 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 bum. We've got ODNR to dedicate Ohio's 145th state nature preserve, um, which I think is actually happening today. And that is The Blue Creek Limestone Glade State Nature Preserve. Wow, that is a mouthful. Uh, which will join the Metro Parks of Toledo. So that, that's always good. And probably the numbers that people like to hear the most. Ohio hunters check 15,469 deer during the extra gun weekend. I know a few people that were able to put some meat in the freezer last weekend. And they contributed to this. So how does that rack up compared to past years and such? So 15, 469, that was this year. And last year, it was 15, 164. So pretty close. So we're up a little, up a little bit. Yeah. Um, during the two-day gun weekend over the last three years. So that the three-year average is 13,329. So we're up a couple thousand uh, from the three-year average. But, Paul, you want to talk about the, let's see, you want to guess the top counties? Uh, I'm going to say number one, Coshocton, always. Ding, ding, uh, ding, ding. Uh, number <laughs> always. two, Tuscaroras, Middle yep. Park. Number three, yep. Mm, Muskingum. Ashtabula. Ashtabula. So, Coshocton, 534 over the two-day weekend. Tuscarawas, 505. Ashtabula, 470. And down the way, we had Carroll County, Knox County, Muskingum County, Licking, Holmes, Ashland, um, and Guernsey. There you go. So, yeah. That's uh, good job. Good job, deer killers. This is one that 
final note on this because it's in here in this email, but the um, out-of-state hunters. So Ohio's reputation as an excellent deer hunting state has motivated 402,389 hunters to obtain deer permits for the season as of Sunday, December 17th. Out-of-state hunters from Pennsylvania, a little over 7,000. Michigan, a little over 5,000. West Virginia, 3,700. North Carolina, 3,200. New York, 29, just under 3,000. Um, and other states had uh, boosting local economies as they traveled to Ohio for a chance to harvest a Buckeye state whitetail. So yeah. our friends from other states that are coming in and shooting their deers. Yeah, we talked about uh, we, that economic impact study on one of our yeah. recent episodes. So pretty neat, man. That's good. That's pretty neat. Good. And that's, and that's, you know, that can be a contentious point, right? People going out of state to hunt. Those are our deer, right? So I don't yeah. know. I like hunting out of state. You know, it's the experience for me, man. So yeah, actually that, 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 yeah, that, that brought like that right there, that, that topic of, you know, out of state hunters and Dan Johnson, old nine fingers put up a, a quote the other day. There's a lot of talk of like, uh, like the access, like people losing access to farms because of leasing or you know, landowner moves or, or, or whatever it is and how it's getting more expensive to, um, to, to, to deer hunt specifically in this country and i was thinking about i like because because i've i've lost access to places and i've i've dealt with more people turkey hunting uh on private land or public land and and deer hunting on on the public spots um and i was just like let's just move on right like i was just do something different like, i go to a different spot you know like i experienced something new and i was thinking about it and i'm like man these same guys that are complaining about like loss of access because of leasing are the ones that, that we've devalued the experience of deer hunting in this country. And we just put it solely like the, the fun, right. is the trophy aspect is the antler aspect. So we've, we've inflated the, the cost, the price to participate because we've devalued like the actual, like meaning of it, like just enjoying it. Right. Just having fun. And we've put all the value on shooting big deer. So it's like these guys that, that run all these podcasts and, and Facebook, Instagram page, whatever, and complain about it. You did it to yourself. I have, I have zero sympathy for that, man, for those guys yeah. specifically. I have sympathy for the guys that are just out enjoying it and loving it and doing it. And you lose access. Like, it sucks, but it's because of the the climate that we've created. We've devalued the experience in this country. That's it. That's all I've got. What else? Big topic. It is. That's it, man. Too, too Two of topic for seven forty-five on Wednesday, December twentieth. Merry Christmas, guys! We appreciate you listening. We see you guys. Thanks for all the interaction. If you're still out there Absolutely. Shooting, deer, shooting ducks. Good luck in the Got water, time. Val Marshall. Yeah, good stuff. All right, take care, everybody. Have a great weekend, and we will uh, talk next week. Merry Christmas.